Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Sarah. This is Kat and Emma. And welcome to Books and Bevies. So we have our first guest, on the podcast uh we have already recorded this like one and a half times which is why we haven't been posting episodes for the past little while um apologies to those of you who actually care out there and want an episode every single week um our bad part of it is my fault the other part of it is the internet and my computer so I'm only 50 percent to blame we're just having too much fun with this one. We just want to do it over and over again. Sarah's <laughs> <laughs> purposefully deleting them so we can do them again. Yeah. I just want to talk about this book so many times. Um, it was a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> Imagine if we hated this book. <laughs> now that would be a quality episode. Like by the time we were recording now, we would just be so like, disgruntled and angry we'd be like it's a two out of ten goodbye that's the episode (laughs) don't read it (laughs) moving on (laughs) next week we'll be talking about this (laughs) anyways um for like the third time emma do you want to kind of introduce yourself and what you're about i would love to introduce myself um i've been a big fan of books and bevies since day one Big fan of Sarah, big fan of Kat, big fan of everybody. And um, yeah, I picked this book for us all to read. I'm super excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm still excited about it. <laughs> Second time <laughs> in. So <laughs> happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year. Um, obviously, we started the new year with a bang for the podcast by just not posting an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, on this episode, we're going to talk about The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune. I had never heard of this author or this book before. I get, I went in like completely blind with this book. Um, but overall, I'm really happy that Emma recommended it. Yeah, it's actually, I got this book recommendation from my mom originally when we were on like a little family vacay. And I was reading a really bad book. Well, some people like it, but um, Love in the Time of Cholera, which I hated, but apparently it's a classic for some reason. <laughs> um, and I finished that one and Dora got, got kind of too bored to finish it, actually. <laughs> and, um, she recommended me this one and it was great. And I thought you guys should read it. Mm-hmm. So here's to Leslie Shaparsky, the true recommendor. Yep. And does any does everyone have a bevy 
for this episode? What's everybody drinking, if anything? I got some lemon ginger tea going on. Nice. I got some green tea going on. If you can't tell, my voice is not 100% there. Half it's gone, half I'm a little bit sick. So that combination, doing well. Apologies. Perfect for podcasting. Um, Yeah, I just got a little bubbly, which is, you know, a classic for me. Does everyone have a reason for drinking? Mm. No. Cool. <laughs> it's feeling a little dehydrated, but like something warm and cozy. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing too crazy going on in my life. Actually, my throat is also like a little bit sore today, like a little bit of a tickle. So mm. maybe that's my reason for tea. Cool. <laughs> I am just a health god over here. I'm the only person not sick right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, not really... Any crazy reason for drinking? I'm finishing up my last course. Uh, So I have my exam for that in like two weeks. So just kind of, and like a French oral for that as well. Um, So just kind of studying and trucking along with that. Um, Yeah, nothing else really. Oh yeah, I just moved. That's another reason that I, that's another (laughs) thing that's happening. So I'm in a new room and it has a desk and a chair. So I'm not like sitting on my bedroom floor. Like, <laughs> Who are you? Fancy. It's almost like I have an office or something. It's a crazy. chair? <laughs> You're really moving up in the world. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm like, because like, I know you, ha- or I guess you saw it last time, but basically the way we used to record is I would sit on my bedroom floor and I would put my laptop and my mic on my bed because <laughs> I didn't have like any other like thing to use and it would just like eventually my back would hurt from being like so hunched and like (laughs) my feet were always falling asleep because I was always cross-legged so now Katrina can stop hearing me complain about my feet falling asleep (laughs) and you Katrina um well I just got back to Halifax on Sunday so a few days ago at like 3 30 in the morning which is a terrible <laughs> flight it like the initial flight got uh canceled so we got moved to another flight which was not meant to land at 3 30 in the morning and then I had class at 9 a.m the next day um then I yeah I was back in class my brain is still not on so doing well cool live I do <laughs> have like a very <laughs> To me, it's important. I know it's not important question for you, Kat, because I did text you asking you this, but I think you were too busy to respond. No. We're just at law. My bad. Sorry? You were just at law games? Oh, yeah. Did did you text me that? Sorry. Because you kept on mentioning it, it, and I saw it all over your Instagram story, and I was like, dude, what the fuck (laughs) does that even mean? Like, what is law games? And then you didn't respond, and I was like, okay. Yeah, sorry. Curious until I can call you out publicly on the podcast. Um, yes, that was my bad. I maybe intentionally at the time, but I'm gonna go ahead and say unintentionally ignored your text. Um, law games is basically like a uh, all the law schools in Canada go to one host school um, and compete both academically and in like sports competitions. And then, yeah, it's, 
It's a wild weekend. <laughs> I'm barely alive. And you guys won. We won some of them. Oh. Like we didn't win all. They're like different trophies, so it's not like a one gotcha. total winner. Like the Olympics um, of law school. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's I, I did forget though, because uh in Quebec you can um you there's like Sejap. So you go from high school to Sejap and then you can go straight into law school. Mm-hmm. So you can be significantly younger than any other province in the country. And so everyone was wondering why these like the people from Quebec were like 20. <laughs> and we're like, why are you so young? And yeah, it was because they're in Sejap. And you know what? Unfair advantage because you know what a 20-year-old can do better than a 25-year-old is drink until 2 a.m. and then run at 8 a.m. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to beat that? <laughs> That's true. That does seem unfair. <laughs> yeah, I could never. My body would fall apart. Yeah, that sounds like hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Katrina, yeah. I love you dearly and I'm sure you had fun, but <laughs> that does sound like my nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it, there was like things like this in my undergrad too. And I was like, that is my nightmare. I will never do it. And then I got to law school. And I was like, oh, I'll do it. Look at you and your, I don't know, something era. What era are you in? Your law games era? I'm not sure. I tried to make a joke and then it didn't land at all because I'm, I'm a <laughs> little slow favorite. <laughs> I want to just like we're not moving on let's just linger on the fact that Sarah told a joke that was really bad no <laughs> so yeah, reviews book. out of 10 everybody That's like... <laughs> no no only only positive reviews guys just kidding um let's move on to this book I know you want to linger but absolutely not um do you guys have anything spoiler free to say um you know what I was actually thinking about this I am notoriously bad for judging a book by its cover. Like I do it and I know I do it, especially with authors that I don't know. And just looking at the cover right now, I really don't think I would ever pick up this book. Just the vibe it has for me. Um, But then I started seeing TikToks about like the, uh, we were talking about it the other day, like wholesome fantasy. Mm -mm. There's a different term for it, but that's what I'm going to call it now. Um, cozy fantasy I think is cozy fantasy there we go and now now that I've read this book I get it and the the cover page looks like cozy fantasy so now I think I've added this visual into the selection of books I'm willing to pick up when I see them so it's a good thing for me yeah the cover is like it's very whimsical and like childlike like if I saw this book in a bookstore I too would be like oh this is for like young children and I think it like is kind of geared I think it is like youth rated um but I think it like hits for everybody like Mm -hmm. I mean like my mom um who's like in her 50s like loved it and like she recommended it to me and I don't know where she found it I think it was on the New York Times like 100 best books of 2022 or something um that's where she found it but yes I do agree The, the cover is um not necessarily like the first it's not very alluring if you don't know about the whole cozy fantasy vibe inside. I would have to agree with you both on that. I will also say that like despite the 
book generally being geared for a younger audience I feel like it was like written in a style that was like still almost mature but like easy to understand like it wasn't like like Katrina and I just experienced this with Throne of Glass where like the first couple books were like very clearly written for a younger audience and like it's just like the style of this book still has like a mature tone to it almost um so it wasn't like it didn't feel like I was reading a book for teenagers it just felt like an easy read because I think I read this in like two days or something like that like I read it pretty quick um so it was like just like a nice quick wholesome cozy book like it was it was a really good fucking recommendation yeah yeah I think it's like it's written very like maturely it doesn't feel like I think probably the only reason why it's rated for youth is just because like it's like this is not very spicy it has like Mm-hmm. Very low spicy rating mm-hmm. um which I feel like is unusual for fantasy novels especially <laughs> since this is like kind of like a love story um yeah. at its base level but um but yeah I thought the writing was was also very good at like carry you along really well mm-hmm. yeah I'm trying to think of anything else spoiler free to say I think I remember when like especially like looking at the cover and like going into this blind I didn't expect there to be a fantasy vibe to this book so I was like very very pleasantly surprised when I like was reading and there were like magical creatures involved um and I will always regret till the day I die accidentally not pressing record the first time we recorded uh and I tried to tell (laughs) Katrina specifically because Katrina fought me on it um that it's almost like Harry Potter meets what was it 1984 is that those are the right numbers um (laughs) and it's such a weird like vibe but like that that is what it is and there's another person who's who agreed with me and it was a whole thing with me and Katrina arguing in front of poor Emma but (laughs) We lost that audio, so sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, but I definitely, I got when you, I haven't read um, 1984, um, but once you guys explained it, I, I was on the same page. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a pretty good book. I recommend it. Okay. It's definitely, like, not a fun read, but it's a good read. It's like if this was really, really sad and political. <laughs> sad and political. Wow. Lovely yeah. read. <laughs> funny. I mean like I guess this is like a little political but it's like it's like politics light it's not like um... yeah. <laughs> yeah that's why Talk. I love fantasy it can do everything like kind of heavy because there are like really heavy topics in this book but it's just so it's pleasant mm-hmm. yeah because it's all <laughs> done by like analogies so it's like I know what the author's like getting across with like the themes in the book but he's not like explicitly saying it in a way that's like dark and like I don't know yeah just kind of makes you feel bad about <laughs> yeah like you put down this book and you're finished reading it and instead of feeling like depressed at the state of the world you feel like warm and fuzzy inside exactly which yeah. I think is why I like this book so much 1984 <laughs> will do exactly the opposite of that <laughs> honestly a hundred percent my uh my old roommate Sapphire uh just started 1984 and she was like, oh, yeah, it is dark. And I was like, yep. <laughs> and it's a very worthwhile read. 
Um, anyways, do you guys have like overall review and a rating out of 10? I'm burpy. Nice. Just so you guys know. <laughs> Thank you. Share with the glass. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I'll just start. As we all know, because we've discussed this several times, um, my ratings are a solid 10 out of 10. This book is perfect. It is adorable. It made me feel happy. It was short, but not too short so I could get into the characters. Honestly, there's nothing that I could think in this book that I disliked um, other than like characters who were mean. Um, but like nothing about the book itself. So no, it was honestly perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say also 10 out of 10. Um, yeah, I love this book. There's so many times reading this book where I was just like laughing out loud by myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was enjoying it so much. And yeah, I think it's got everything to it. It's just, yeah, it has all those deep messages in it um, and like alludes to kind of bigger themes, but without feeling too heavy and bogged down by Kind of political mm -hmm. satire or anything like that so yeah I think it was just delightful uh I would also have to agree as you guys both know um solid 10 out of 10 I yeah I really have not a single complaint about this book I think it was like a really good introduction to the new cozy fantasy genre um and like a really good kind of yeah like because I read this book I now want to read more cozy fantasy so I feel like that just kind of says everything because you know sometimes you like try a new genre and you're like ah oh, this sucked that means I'm not going to read any more of this genre which is like not a bad way like it's not a good way to be but that's how I kind of am us with novellas for no reason <laughs> but yeah no solid 10 out of 10 uh no complaints here. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, let's get into the spoilers. I have, because it's been so long since I've read this book, I have taken out all of my tabs. So I think you read this on the iPad, right, Katrina? I feel like you're going to be the driver of the conversation because I don't have notes with me. <laughs> yeah, we love that for my voice. Um, <laughs> you have the, the constant theme that I love the most in this book, I think, I was just looking through my notes earlier, is when Linus is getting insulted and has no idea he's getting insulted and he has to like think about it. And I think that's so wholesome. He's like, are they being rude or are they just telling me something? (laughs) Yeah, I really liked, I mean, all of the characters I really liked, like you said, like there wasn't really, like, except for the ones who were like intentionally mean, there wasn't a character I disliked at all. But I just loved, like, well, obviously Linus's character development throughout the book. Um, and I also kind of love like the contrast between like the city where he used to live and then like the Cerulean Sea. And like, it was a very like visual book, which I liked. I would really, I think this would be such a fun movie someday, as long as it's like done well. Yeah, well, it would be an awesome movie. Yeah, I loved all the characters. Like each one was just like so vibrant. And I think like with the children in particular, like they were just so funny. Like um, they would say such ridiculous, like outlandish things that were like horribly violent and evil. <laughs> but then they're just like giggle after. And it was like, <laughs> and like none of them are actually evil. But um, yeah, no, I just like, it just kind of like constantly kind of like, kept you on your toes and each time you're like oh they're just like they're still like sweet little kids and you kind of get to know them and then they'll be like I'm gonna bury your body and eat your flesh <laughs> from your bones it's like oh my <laughs> I feel like that's exactly like the vibe of like when you have a really dark sense of humor and like you know how sometimes you like say a joke with other people and it just like doesn't land because they don't have the same dark sense of humor like I feel like luckily we all kind of have a similar <laughs> sense of humor, but like, I know I've been in a scenario where I say something and I'm just like, Ooh, just kidding. Maybe that's, maybe that's not the vibe. I misread the room. Okay. Totally. But like, yeah, I also loved like the way the children interacted with each other and interacted with Linus, um, especially Lucy. And I also did not at any point anticipate the antichrist being a character in this book like when in like extremely upper management they were like oh like you better kind of brace yourself for these kids like they're going to be a lot of work and you'll see why when you like read the files and then it's like the file is like listed and it's like Lucy the Antichrist and I was like oh shit okay (laughs) did not see that coming in the slightest but I like it yeah, I feel like in I've never read a book before where the Antichrist is the character, much less like a six-year-old boy. Um, so that, that was like a pretty unique spin on it. <laughs> I think there was like, we talked about it before, but 
um on the front cover there's like a blurb that says I loved it it's like being wrapped up in a big gay blanket simply perfect and like that is 100% the vibe of this book Mm -hmm. but there was another one kind of like on the inside cover that I saw after we recorded the last time and it says quite possibly the greatest feel-good story ever to involve the antichrist (laughs) (laughs) yeah dead on (laughs) like just dead on I did not anticipate that yeah this book is so funny and the other two characters I really loved was just um like the dynamic between Linus and Arthur because um yeah like we talked about before like it's such a trope of the fantasy genre to like there'd be a love story but it be between these like two jacked like super hot 20 year olds that are like having I don't know they're always like fighting people and like they're really in shape and wearing some kind of like tight leather outfit mm-hmm. and like this is like totally different it's between these like two like pudgy middle-aged gay gentlemen and I just thought that was so wonderful wearing, to like, like see such a change <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they're wearing like old like um like khakis <laughs> when yeah. they went on like a hike and like Linus hates hiking and it's like I don't know <laughs> good yeah I I honestly didn't like I went into this book not knowing anything like I didn't even read the cover apparently because I didn't (laughs) read the part where it's like being wrapped in a warm gay blanket so I didn't even know what was happening with Linus and Arthur and I was like oh my god are they flirting (laughs) like is this flirting the whole time until (laughs) until I knew obviously it was flirting but I had no idea I was just hoping and then it got to the point where I was like, no, 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 I'm right. But I feel like going into it blind made it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I also didn't really um, know what the book was about. I'd like read the front cover and that was it. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was really creative for like a fantasy book as well, just in terms of like the types of magical creatures. I feel like it gets kind of repetitive in a lot of fantasy genres with like the I don't know, species is how you would say <laughs> like different like fantasy magical beings but I feel like the author just like took some extra time and like made up these whole new cast of characters that I hadn't seen and then I did a book before so no, that was pretty cool just the world building involved which is impressive for such like a short book as well true the amount yeah, of world building he was able to do that. Because, yeah, like, I feel like especially with Akatar, like, obviously we are all big Akatar fans uh, mm-hmm. in this Zoom room right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, like, I feel like when those books came out, like, Faye specifically became super popular. And, like, also, like, with Twilight and Vampires being super popular, I feel like it's usually just kind of, like, one species, like you said. I don't know if that's the right word either, but <laughs> I'm going to roll with it. Go but type. it's, like... I feel like this book actually has like a mix of so many like unique characters like there isn't like a vampire there isn't a fae there isn't a werewolf there's like a guy who turns into a very small dog but like (laughs) and there's like a blob of green jello that talks (laughs) (laughs) yeah I really like wonder what you guys picture with that because I I don't even like I don't even really know what I picture I know exactly what I picture have you guys ever watched Hotel Transylvania? Like, yes, <laughs> I have once, but there's like a green blob. Character. I know exactly what you're picturing now. 
Yeah, for anyone listening, if you haven't seen it, go look it up because it's uh, it's quite the image. <laughs> okay. Yeah, see, I was picturing like that, but more like a translucent octopus. <laughs> I, I pictured it with arms and like tentacles. This this one has arms, I think. I'm looking it up again. Yeah, it has two arms. It has like three fingers. But I don't even know, like, I can't even remember how they described it in the book because as soon as they started, like, I couldn't get that image out of my head. So I don't even remember how Chauncey was originally described. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I only picture that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just like the characters are so good. Like, Chauncey is literally, like you said, a fucking green blob who just like really, really, really wants to be a bellhop. And it's like, how do you even think of that? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just freaking, I loved that. Yeah. I'd love to know if there's like anybody in the author's life that he kind of like took inspiration from to make these characters. <laughs> if anyone was like inspired Chauncey, or like <laughs> Talia or, or any of them. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I guess it is like pretty childlike to kind of, want like a very mundane job so I mean I guess it's actually not that outlandish now that I like think about it a little more because I know plenty like you hear children being like I want to be a garbage man when I grow up or I want to be you know so it's kind of like okay in hindsight maybe that does make a little more sense but yeah and if anything maybe it's even kind of like a sad commentary on like this poor green Chauncey that's his name um poor Chauncey he's just been like kind of eliminated from the normal childhood mm-hmm. life and she's kind of wants something so normal like he just has such like a simple dream because like he's never even been allowed to just like be a normal kid because he's just like a, a blob of green stuff <laughs> <laughs> poor guy <laughs> poor guy I also just love how he like always puts his hand out for a tip too yeah like he will just like not even ask will just like go through Linus's stuff and like fold it all and Linus is like like especially when Linus first gets there and he's like what the fuck and then Chauncey's like I did that and puts his hands up for a tip and it's like <laughs> so fucking funny to me yeah like the character de- like development too but just like even like where the characters like started was just already so like planned out mm-hmm um and then also obviously like the plot too like it was just so you could just tell it was so well thought out and so well so well written yeah it didn't go on it felt like um it was exactly the length it kind of needed to be and Mm -hmm. there was no fluff there was no extra it was just like it was all it was all there a good appropriate timeline yeah there was no lulls yeah there's definitely no lulls Mm -hmm. hate that in a book Maybe at, like, the very beginning, in, like, the first few pages, where he's just, like, living his boring life at home. I was like, all right, let's go. But, I mean, that was, like, the first, like, five pages, so. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah, it really definitely explain. took me, like, a couple pages to get in it into it, especially because I didn't anticipate there being magic, and I was like, ah, it's gonna be a book about just regular life, working a regular job, and then there was magic, <laughs> and I was like, ooh, I'm invested, actually, now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really trying hard to, like, remember the plot points, because... I took out all my notes. Um, 
Well, um, I do have one. You know, the seller. Um, did mm. any any of you guess or try and guess what was in the cellar? Because for the life of me, I could not figure out what would be in there, except for I went very dark and assumed maybe it would be like the dead bodies of previous oh. um, <laughs> employees that came to like audit the home. Yeah, I feel like I didn't go quite that dark, but I definitely wondered if like it was like like Arthur having this like horrible secret of something like that. Yeah, like he was like yeah. keeping another child like walked down there. Or something. <laughs> like I thought it might for, be like, like a... a good half the book. I was like, oh, Arthur's definitely going to be evil in the end. <laughs> I also like I was wondering if Arthur was going to be evil in the end. I was kind of like, is that where this is going? Because I don't think I can handle that. I also kind of went dark and I thought maybe it would be like some sort of like torture chamber or something is what I was guessing or like yeah some sort of place to like lock either children or previous like caseworkers up um which I mean technically it was to lock up a child just like not presently yeah um and it was himself (laughs) but like the other plot twist is like I had I did not even remotely anticipate him being a phoenix and in hindsight like the foreshadowing is definitely there I just like didn't put it together but like with the blashes of like orange blashes with the splashes of (laughs) orange light and stuff like that and that like Linus will think was lightning but it turns out he was just like stretching out his wings yeah, that was totally a surprise to me. Um, yeah, I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. one thing I was confused about, though, with whole Phoenix is, like, when he transforms, they said that, like, the Phoenix's head was kind of, like, on top of his head. So I couldn't really picture it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, like, pictured it. But it sounded like he had, like, just, like, a little, like, Phoenix hat on. <laughs> but that just doesn't seem right yeah I don't know how I pictured it really either because I remember reading that description and I was like in my mind it was just like a very large phoenix but like kind of behind him like not actually like attached to his body but it was like an extension of him in a way I feel like I just like fully ignore (laughs) books when they give me descriptions of anything so like I'll start and mentally I'll go somewhere and whatever the book says does not matter at that point because I've already decided what it looks like Mm -hmm. to the point where I won't even remember what it's supposed to look like. Um, So yeah, I have no idea what the book description was. (laughs) Just remember like very large wings and then yeah, like when you said like on top of his head, I imagined it like peeking over his head. So like on top of his head in that sense. So like disembodied. But then it doesn't make sense. Like, how is he the phoenix when he's not the phoenix? So Yeah, yeah, because he didn't, like, fully, like, transform. It just kind of, like, came out of him and was, like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That was one that I didn't really get, but... (laughs) I mean... I am also notorious for picturing things like completely wrong, like the fucking worm in Akatar. Just imagining like <laughs> a worm 
not like a no, dragon. Like SpongeBob worm. Yeah, well, specifically the SpongeBob worm. Wasn't it a worm? It, no, there's like, it's like a type of dragon that's called W Y R M. Yeah, it's not even like spelled uh, worm. <laughs> really? I, I'm gonna I, send you I a picture. I just reread that like first section once, like, like last month. I was like bored, and I flipped to the end and like read of it. And uh-huh. I feel like it was a squishy worm description. Yeah, like this is the vibe. Oh, that's yeah, what I they- know. <laughs> I was picturing like a really chunky earthworm. Yeah, like, like, kind of like yeah, that's what I picture. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like one of the worms from like Dune, except way smaller and squishier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. I wasn't anticipating it being super menacing. So like, it makes sense now why like Feyre was so afraid and struggled so much. I just thought it was like a really large earthworm. to be fair, like, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I would be more terrified of a really large earthworm with teeth than like a dragon. Like that's like so much spookier. That's so much weirder. And like, yeah, I feel like I'd be more thrown off by a yeah. <laughs> You're like dragon, I'd be like, oh yeah whatever like, it makes but like, but like, earthworm? <laughs> like super fast hungry earthworm <laughs> get you oh, horror <laughs> fucking terrifying <laughs> i think i was thrown off when reading the book because we were like in this like fantasy vibe and then i was like she's finding a worm <laughs> but it's pronounced worm it's close enough <laughs> like we read it wrong and then pictured it wrong <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my oh well, you live and you learn. Uh, anyways, back to this book. Um, oh, it kind of looks like a worm. Sorry, I'm like looking at like fan fiction now. <laughs> Stop. I'll do this after the podcast. <laughs> this is it's call. easy to get distracted. Don't worry. We go on like side tangents all the fucking time, mostly about Akatar, which is kind of embarrassing. Um. But yeah, another thing I wanted to talk about was like when they all went to the village on like their little field trip. That was one of my favorite parts in the book, like uh, reading about Linus just being super stressed out because he had like the two most like, I don't know the word to like put it, but like the two most like problem children, (laughs) like the two most like high risk children to be like put in that environment um and just being like super stressed out the whole time and then like meeting Helen who ended up being like a total badass and saved the day and like was a huge advocate for like the issues between the creatures and humans and then also obviously like Lucy in the record store was like a big big moment for me because I, what was that character's name? J-Bone? Yeah. <laughs> In my head, it's J-Bone, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did this last time, too, where none of us fact-checked the name, and we were like, J-Bone. I don't know, J-Bone. <laughs> it works. It works. You'd think we'd learn. Um, but yeah, no, like, J-Bone and Lucy's dynamic is probably one of my favorite dynamics in the entire book like Lucy just being like yeah righteous dude and like I can just picture like you know like a late teens early 20s like total stoner dude and just like a little a little child and the child is just like trying to 
like mimic the adult and it's like righteous dude and like far out (laughs) and like also the stoner is talking to the literal antichrist and just like doesn't give a shit which I really Mm -hmm. like yeah that was one of my favorite um scenes Mm -hmm. that's our word but yeah that was like my favorite moments in the book for sure I was like laughing I had like stitches I was laughing so hard it was was so funny funny. (laughs) that was like a great little little back and forth between them (laughs) and then Linus just being stressed out because he's like oh my god the antichrist is talking to a stoner (laughs) what the fuck yeah yeah then that guy tried to like exercise exorcist (laughs) yeah I don't know what the (laughs) <laughs> right conjugations for that but um uh yeah anyway and Linus is like ah oh, how rude like should never try and like exercise 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 is that what I'm thinking yeah. of right now where it's like exercise the demon yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I have seen Ace Ventura I love Ace Ventura Oh, it's so good. Movie. I watched I, it for the first time um, very recently. I'd never seen it. And then my boyfriend showed it to me and it was, I can't believe I missed out. Oh yeah, you really <laughs> did. did you watch? Um, the one with like the bat. Mm-hmm. Which was the bat one? The one where he goes to like Africa or something. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I remember that one. Crawls inside the hippo. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I was crying. So hard. <laughs> yeah, there's an there's another Ace Ventura movie. So watch that one because okay. Katrina and I were like obsessed with Ace Ventura when we were in like high school. We've actually been meaning to watch it for a while, so maybe that's a. Uh, I'll, I'll put that on the to do list. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Or we can watch it when you visit me in Victoria because yeah. I just remember from like, it's not a spoiler, Emma, but like there's just this really funny part of Ace Venture and the other movie, like opening and shutting a door and screaming. And it's just <laughs> top tier comedy. That's Perfect. what's funny. At all times. <laughs> uh, anyways, again, back to the book. Um, do you have Katrina, do you have points in chronological order-ish? <laughs> um, not particularly. I have a very chaotic way of doing all this. Um, however, the man who was in charge of the fairy, whose mm. name I've forgotten. Big fan that he had no character development whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Usually, that is a thing that I will complain about forever. However, in this case, it's honestly so funny that even where he fully helps out, it's not because he cares at all about the children or the magical anything. It's just because he doesn't want to get paid less. <laughs> so fucking good yeah that's the only time I think in a book where I have accepted a lack of character development and even like with Linus like he has like a lot of character development in some ways but I like that like he didn't completely change like I feel like sometimes in books like characters do go through like a lot of especially when you read like a series and it's like a 
supreme amount of growth where they're like almost completely different. But I like that like the example I've used is like in the beginning of the book, he's like, I fucking hate hiking and I don't want to go on this stupid adventure with kids. And then at the end of the hike, at the end of the book, he's like, I still fucking hate hiking, but I do want to go on this adventure with the children. So it's like, you can see that there's like development where it counts, but he still fucking hates hiking. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he kind of, he stays more or less the same. Like I think he like widens his perspectives and changes his mind about things and stuff, but he's still like very much is like, yeah, like still very like prim and proper and like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I still need you to watch Shit's Creek, Emma, because that is really who I picture. <laughs> and Katrina does not at all. I strongly disagree. <laughs> but we, I, we were, I already told you who I thought of. It was, uh, it was Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Jack can, Black I is can, like a couple years older and gay if this ever gets made a movie jack black would be an amazing jack would be an excellent candidate for lightest and i still kind of picture like um dumbledore as albus like especially like the new fancy dumbledore and like the um new harry potter kind of films oh yeah um, i gotta look that up i remember i was going to and then i forgot i feel like he i picture him or actually, who I picture as um, Arthur is, do you guys ever watch like Lemony Snicket? Like the really old one. And like yeah. a yeah. really weird old uncle. <laughs> I kind of picture him. I think. <laughs> Count Olaf, that's who I'm thinking of. So like, I'll just send you a screenshot of the web page. I immediately thought of the small snowman from Frozen when you said Olaf. I was like, really? <laughs> no, definitely a different, a very, very different Olaf. This Olaf yeah, is like really Olaf crazy. is frozen and he's a phoenix, so he would just melt every time. Do you remember? I'm, this is very very off topic um fourth grade play melt in the snowman <laughs> something about having like a warm heart and he was melting <laughs> do you remember that we just unlocked like <laughs> that that play <laughs> is deeply ingrained into like who I am as a person because hear me out we had we were picking roles we were in class everyone gets a part because we're in fourth grade obviously you you get a part it's just part of the thing everyone was talking about who they wanted to be and I didn't really care who I was I could have been anything and the only thing I said was I really just don't want to be the doctor you know who I got the doctor (laughs) and that it was like it I think it set the trajectory of my entire life because Honestly, I know the teacher heard me say anyone but the doctor and then they started making who would take which part and I was like how dare you Honestly, I, think the, I think the same thing happened to me because I remember that I wanted like a part because you you know this I grew up really loving singing and it was like a musical and like 
I also had acting experience and I was like, I just want like a part. I kind of wanted like the main part, but I was like, I just want a role essentially. But I was like really gunning for one of the main characters and I got like the smallest part possible. And I think the only like solo I had was an ensemble. And I think that stuck with me for the rest of my life too, because now that I'm thinking about it, I'm getting angry. (laughs) Like, how dare you? melt in the snowman (laughs) uh also sorry this is really funny but i looked up who plays count olaf i can't set it in the chat i'll just like it's jim carrey (laughs) (laughs) jim carrey is the theme of this conversation (laughs) i had no idea he was count olaf This is the Jim Carrey episode. We're not actually talking about the house in the Cerulean Sea. We are just talking about Jim Carrey. We've got to change the podcast name to the Jim Carrey fan club. Yeah. So, so far for our casting, we have a romance between Jack Black and Jim Carrey. Tell me you wouldn't watch that. Sounds amazing. Watch it. This movie would be done so well if they were the two main characters (laughs) this would literally be the funniest movie ever oh my god it'd be so good (laughs) all right gotta get on the casting guys (laughs) universal studios are you listening absolutely not but whatever Anyways, I'm pretty much, I think I'm pretty much ready for my final thoughts, unless you have, like, plot points to add, Kat. Cool. I'm good. Um, Yeah, I mean, like we said in the beginning, just final thoughts, absolute 10 out of 10 book. So happy that, like, we got to do it. And it's such, like, a good book to do for, like, our first guest episode and, like, our first episode in 2023. Like, a great way to kick off the new year. Um. Which also, I didn't realize this episode was literally supposed to come out on New Year's Day. And this, Katrina and I are so fucking bad at like knowing when episodes come out. Because we've had like episodes get released on Christmas Day. And we we don't do anything. We're not like, happy Christmas. We're just like, welcome to Books and Babies. Because <laughs> we have no sense of time and no <laughs> sense of organization when it comes to this podcast. Um, so we're working on it. Didn't start off well in the new year, but but yeah, no, I like, I would recommend this book to like literally everyone. And it's not one of those books where I would be like embarrassed to recommend it or be like, because like, I want to recommend A Court of Thorns and Roses to everyone, but I'm kind of like, mm. hear me out. <laughs> so something happened. So. <laughs> we were having like our gala thing and having dinner. My friend and I are discussing Akatar, because uh, she was borrowing my books. She read the series, gave it to her boyfriend. He's reading the series now. And then someone overhears us talking about the book and was like, oh, what book is that? Say the name. And she's like, oh, what is it about? And for the life of me, I could not answer that question in a like a public setting. I literally <laughs> just went, oh, you know, and then moved on. Like it was the, how am I supposed to explain Akatar without calling it like fairy porn yeah being like oh like it's my favorite series it's about fairies that do it a lot but like with plot in the background 
I just like there no part of me wanted to be like yes I love this book and then have her later google the book and find out what it's about so I was like no this yeah. is the conversation that's here so yeah everyone who's like I've told to read it they're like oh what's it about I'm like I'm not, I'm not even gonna tell you just read it <laughs> I'm like- gonna want to read it if I tell you <laughs> I will say, I think Akatar is also like so much better without the hype because a lot of people like read Akatar after seeing it everywhere on social media where everyone's hyping it up, saying it's like the best series ever. And then they read it and they're disappointed by it. So I think the fact that we all kind of went in blind is like why we love it so much. But yeah, I'm having kind of like the same issue that you had, Kat, because like my room is so much smaller that like my bookcase is in the living room. Um, and <laughs> and I'm I'm like yeah you guys can borrow like anything you want like I have a lot of like really good and really cool books but if I ever see fucking Akatar missing from that shelf I'm gonna be like oh no you're like that one's actually mm, don't read that one that one's broken you you can't read that one (laughs) gotta put it in rice first I don't know like but yeah no that is like kind of my biggest fear and then if like people have asked like because they have like some friends over because they live super super close so like I've met some of their friends who live like a couple blocks away um and like they're like oh my god you have such like a good book collection and they started like picking through and I was like just don't look too hard at some of the embarrassing books well I think like for me the worst part about reading Akatar was like it was when I was living in Madrid and I'd read it on like my ride to school in the morning like, on the train and I don't like reading it in public because like if you look on like the backside, it has like these like catchy phrases and it's like bound by desire and like, oh, <laughs> like, like, like oh, everyone God. knows what you're reading. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh my God. I have not seen that. Naturally, I did not read the back of any of the books. Um, yeah. So I should have read it like really like it covered. <laughs> amazing Ooh. anyways do you guys have final thoughts on not Akatar? um yeah I just loved this book so much it was just such a delight to read as I think like the word that I would use to describe this book um it's just fun and whimsical and like the character's really awesome and yeah I can't really think of anything I didn't like it was just it was all all good tons across the board mm-hmm yeah, it uh, it did give me a little chest pain, um, but only in like the good way, you know, mm-hmm. in like the cute way. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I I finished this book and then I was a bit sad, not because of the book, but just because it was over. And I was like, oh, everyone's happy, <laughs> so nice. It never happens. It's true. It's nice to like finish a book and have it like actually have a happy ending. Usually, like especially with fantasy, like you said, Emma, it's like a lot of battle and war and like stuff like mm-hmm. that. So like a bunch of characters will die, and then you just like shut the book and you're like crying and like mourning the death of physical characters or fictional characters, not physical characters. <laughs> I can't speak today. Um and yeah, like this book, I just like closed it and I was like, wow, that was so nice. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely all the warm fuzzies Mm -hmm. anyways emma do you want to shamelessly plug your social medias and Ooh, uh (laughs) sure we don't have have a big following so don't expect a lot but (laughs) (laughs) it is emma shaparski i think with two eyes i actually have no idea what my instagram is 
but that's me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if you just look up Emma Shuparsky, you'll be able to find it. I'll be tagging Emma me. in everything for this episode so you can check her out she posts a lot of really cool whale content yeah uh, <laughs> follow my whale page actually seasociety.org mm. well it's it's the ngo that i work for but if you really want to see some cool whale photos i'll tag cetus too <laughs> they'll just be like what is this <laughs> that would be so funny um <laughs> Yeah, and then our next episode, our next book that we're reading is The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Um, so that's coming up for our next book club episode. If you want us to follow us on social media, it's <laughs> at BookBevies for Instagram and Twitter and BookBevies at gmail.com for longer email inquiries. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.